Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series, where we're talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about the epic business blunders. And with us uh, in the hot seat today is none other than Scott Detman. He is the CEO of a cool company called Avenica. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Cool, brother. Great to have you here. So why don't you kick us off with the, the elevator pitch? What exactly are you guys up to over there? Yeah, so uh, Avenica is a career launching platform uh, powered by data science and automation. We're really helping to kind of map the human genome of potential and then help people launch their careers uh, into industries and companies all over the country. Mm -hmm. And so who are your customers typically? Are they individuals looking to develop their careers or is it, you know, employers looking to find out who they should hire? Yeah, it's employers. Uh, so we don't charge anything for the candidates that we work with. Um, our, our whole belief is that, you know, we can be sort of the supply side uh, engine for, for talent. And so we attract a lot of talent coming into our platform. We work with them, um, really kind of help them understand their own potential. Uh, and, and then we help you know, kind of unlock that potential and unleash it uh, into uh, hiring partners all over the country. Amazing, matter. Well, look, let's get into the meat and the potatoes of uh, this uh, interview. Uh, what good. is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today? Yeah, so it was uh, it was about seven years ago, <clears throat> so I guess uh, 2016 or so, uh, and uh, I was in my first real experiences uh, as owning a PL, right? So kind of, I, you know, I was the guy, I was in charge. Um, you know, kind of buck stopped with me. And for years before that, I had been in a lot of uh, strategy, analytics, transformation roles. My background's in data science. So I was, you know, always kind of in the room and advising and, and weighing in on things. Um, uh, but I went, you know, I went out and, you know, took over my own operation, uh, started to run my own business. And uh, I did that. And the first six months or so, um, I went in with a, with a very specific plan. I knew exactly what I was going to do before I'd met the team, before I'd met anybody, before I'd even moved to the place I was going to, um, went in with a plan and, you know, sort of piece by piece, thing by thing that I'd planned, it just kind of melted away. It just kind of all crashed. I got my ass kicked for about six months. Um, and in every measurable area that, that we uh, um, were looking at, we declined. So revenue, we declined. Profit, we declined. Uh, you know, employee morale, you know, just just like one thing after another, we were just, you know, just going, going, uh, going south fast. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was bleak. And, and again, it was, it was about six months. And, you know, I think the first couple of months, uh, I was sort of like, okay, it's going to be a little bit rocky. This is, this is just sort of how it goes. But by month three, even the people that were like in my corner, you know, rooting me on from a, from a distance somewhere, started to kind of question like, yeah, maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe you should have, you know, stayed in your lane and, and, you know, continue to do what you were doing. Cause I was in a great spot. I was in this like cushy position, right. I, you know, sort of looked to as an expert in, in a number of things. Then I went out and, you know, did something risky, you know, by, you know, kind of taking on the different uh, responsibility and uh, about half a year in it, it just looked like I had made the wrong decision. It looked like I had screwed everything up. So it was bad. <laughs> uh, that's classic. Uh, so yeah. Scott, uh, what actually happened from there? And curious to know what that whole experience, you know, taught you. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just one thing, I guess. Uh, and I don't think it ever is just one thing, but, um, I got to this point of just, 
I think almost like supreme humility mm-hmm. um, because I went in with a ton of confidence. I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I've got a game plan. I'm ready. Um, and uh, little by little, that confidence just kind of like, you know, eroded, you know, away. And, and so I remember at one point getting uh, a good chunk of the team together, kind of you know, packing everybody into a conference room and just kind of like looking around at them and just saying like, what do you guys think we should do? Uh, and they kind of like, uh, you know, further their brows and look back at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you know, everything I've been doing uh, and everything I thought we should do uh, is obviously wrong. And, uh, but, you know, I'm not leaving. And, you know, I, I have this belief that like, you know, I, I can fail and fail and fail and fail, but I'm not a failure unless I decide to stop failing. Yeah. Right. You know, that's the point at which, you know, you kind of get marked as a failure. And I just told him, I was like, look, this could be really unpleasant and I can just keep failing and, and screwing this up and we can all sit here and endure this for you know, how, however long. Um, or you guys can, you know, kind of help me. Tell mm-hmm. me, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing wrong? What can we do better? And so, you know, I was like, we're going to go around the room. We like close the business for a day. And I was like, we're going to go around the room and everybody's going to say something. I don't care if it's like, hey, we have the wrong coffee or, um, you know, your jokes aren't funny or something like that, you know, whatever it is, like, I want everybody to weigh in. And there was some apprehension at first, but like, once we got it going, uh, it was, it was mind blowing, just the, the amount of like nuance I was missing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the, that's the real key is that like the, the strategy necessarily wasn't wrong. And, and often it's not a problem with a strategy. It's, it's how the, the thing gets executed, mm. right? And it was like the little details, the nuance in between, you know, the, the points that really kind of made the difference and stuff that, you know, I don't know that would, would have ever shown up in a, on a dashboard or in a spreadsheet, but it was just like the way that things happen. Um, yeah, so it was, uh, it, I certainly, I, I took a lot from that and I could talk more about sort of what happened after, but um, that, that was sort of the, the moment, I think, that, that things started to turn. Yeah. So Scott, if you could get into the Matt Brown show time machine and have the luxury of, you know, going back to yourself with hindsight at that time when, you know, you were executing things, but it wasn't working out, the nuances in the execution were being missed and so on. What advice would you give yourself, you know, at that time, if you go back to yourself and, or what would you do differently and why? Yeah. I mean, I I think uh, the advice I would give myself is just, you know, (laughs) uh um take your beating right just you know just just endure it and and just keep going and you're, you're going to get through and you know just don't don't lose don't lose faith don't lose hope that you're going to figure this out i don't know that i would actually change anything mm. because you know to that point in my career i had been you know on a little bit of a rocket ship and i had been like you know brought into all these different teams and done all these different things and it's like i had i had piled up all these successes Right. And I was like, I, I've got a lot of momentum going here. I needed to get rocked a little bit. And I think that experience uh, really turned me into, you know, I think, I think I had leadership potential, mm. but I think I became a leader in, in, uh, in that instance, because understanding that, that you can't run a business or run anything on one square foot of real estate, like it can't just happen in my head. Right. And, and realizing that you have a team for a reason. And trusting those people and trusting their experiences and trusting what they've done and listening and learning. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that I could have learned that lesson uh, in any other way. Because I, I had read that. I mean, you know, 
uh, every business book in the world tells you like, hey, don't be an idiot. Listen to the people that you're working with, you know, listen to the front line, you know, all these things. But like uh, until I really experienced, you know, the humility of that, uh, I think um, I, I don't think I could have you know, done what we did after, which was we, you know, it, it didn't happen overnight, but we started to, we started to grow. And then in every measurable area, um, we started to really, uh, you know, kind of catch fire and, and, and do great things because when you have the strategy and the passion and the, and the ideas, and then you understand the execution at the you know front line and you're, and you're getting that feedback loop constantly of like, what's happening, what are you seeing? How are we doing this? You start to gel as a team and you get, you know, one or two little wins, and then everybody starts to believe and everybody starts to get on board. And then that just creates this, like this energy that just, uh, it's, you know, snowballs, snowball effect. And it just you know, you kind of take off from there. Mm. Uh, Scott, what's your advice to other entrepreneurs or CEOs, you know, given your experience and stuff, and obviously you guys built an incredible business at, you know, at scale with a relatively small team. Um, what advice would you, you know, like to give a other CEO or an entrepreneur right now about the importance of failing or failure and becoming successful? Yeah, I mean, I think the the key thing is, um, you know, I think you really need to sort of know yourself first, right? I think it all kind of starts there. You have to to understand, you know, what are the areas that you're strong? What are the areas that you're not as strong? Um, but really, it, when you sort of key into those areas that are strong, like wh- what are the uh, what are the ways that that could turn into uh, a disaster? Meaning, like I was, I, I knew a lot, sort of theoretically, about the business I was taking over. I knew uh, I knew all of the numbers inside and out. I knew all of the market trends. I knew all of the data. I knew, you know, on paper, I knew this thing cold. But what I didn't know cold, was, and what I didn't appreciate really was was the nuance in the story that existed. And again, I'm, I'm a data scientist by trade. And so like everything I had done to that point was all about quantitative data, right? It was like, I, if I can't measure it, it doesn't matter. You know, it was all about quantitative. And that's a strength of mine, right? That's, that's been a huge asset to me in my career. But that, that sort of quantitative mind um, was sort of drowning out the, the story, the qualitative mm-hmm. side. And so um, as a leader, everything you do gets sort of... Uh, um, you know, magnified, right? So like your, your biggest, your, your biggest uh, strengths, your biggest flaws, they all get sort of magnified and then manifest in the organization in some way, you know, through where you focus and where you don't. Mm. And we had become an organization because of me that only cared about the measurable things and had lost sort of the heart and soul of, of the business that we were in. And it, it really took me kind of realizing that, that you know the, the quantitative side is really important, but it was the qualitative side that I was missing. And I, I would say just understand, like you know, if you went and talked to five people and they said, like, what's your greatest asset as a, as a leader or as a, as a business person? You know, those are the th- whatever they say to you. Those are the things to kind of keep really close eye on because that's where your failure is going to come from. It's going to come from your strength. You know, I, I fundamentally believe that. Mm. Sage advice, brother. Tell me, um, what about books, tools, and resources that you recommend to other CEOs? Yeah, so um, one of my favorite books in general is a is a um, uh, book called Relentless, um, uh, but it, it was written by the guy who uh, was formerly the the strength coach for Michael Jordan, uh, and then for Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, and it's just a great book on, on sort of how to be exceptional and, and how to sort of push through and, and, and you know go beyond. Um, I'm also uh, I, I won't even try to pronounce the author's name, but there's a book called The Goal. 
that I, it's 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 just fantastic, and it's sort of written as this story, this kind of story about this guy who takes over a, a um, uh, like a manufacturing plant in the Midwest somewhere, and his life is falling apart, and and it just you know he kind of runs into an old professor and, and figures it out. But um, uh, but th- that's another great one. Um, the other one that I, I I tell everybody to read is just uh, start with why. You know, I think in anything that you do, really having an, an ability to sort of communicate that effectively. Because as a leader, you know, one of the your biggest assets is is your ability to communicate, right? So you need to be able to communicate clearly, rally people around a mission and a cause. Um, you know, that's that's super super important. So those are those are a few. I uh, uh, I'm, I'm leaving tons and tons out because um, there's so many good ones out there. But I I, I read uh, a business book probably you know uh, once a week. Um, you know, probably pick up a new one almost once a week. So I read a lot, but it, you know, it's. I reread that read things as, as well, you know. Um, uh, but I think you know, kind of the key is always like pulling something out, mm. pulling something out of uh, out of each one. Another one actually that just came to mind that I, that I highly recommend is uh, is called "The Score Takes Care of Itself." Um, <clears throat> it was uh, it's written about Bill Walsh, the the former 49ers uh, football coach, and the whole concept is like how to really kind of understand the details. And you know, get all the little kind of day to day stuff right, and then you know, the bigger things take care of themselves. That's a, that's a really good one. Yeah, that uh, book uh, called "The Goal" is um, is by a guy called Eliyahu Goldratt. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. That guy. <laughs> that Why guy. didn't you remember that his guy. name, Scott? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'm I'm the worst kind of person. Uh, yeah, it just uh, it's a, it's a, it, it is a great book though, and uh, it's a quick read. Um, it's a thick book, but it, it's so engaging. It's like reading fiction, um, you know, in, in a way, uh, because it's just a great story and it kind of, uh, it, you know, kind of pulls at your heartstrings at certain times, but it, it teaches some really important kind of business process lessons um, in a non-threatening kind of easily accessible way. Perfect. Well, Scott, uh, true legend, brother. Thanks for coming onto the show and, uh, you know, being vulnerable and sharing your epic story of fail. Um, you know, as you, as you mentioned, and as everyone now knows, I hope through this show, uh, done about a hundred of these. So you guys should be connecting the dots at this point. Uh, but, uh, failure is obviously a prerequisite to success. So congrats on all Absolutely. your success and, uh, you know, wishing you and the team all the very best. Thanks everybody else. We'll see you again soon. Cheers.